down the road Nothing in particular that I gotta do Going down the road If you wanna come, come along too Come along with Tom as he takes you to Dakota Diners The gathering places at the center of towns across North Dakota Going down the road The town of Kildeer is north of Dickinson in the western part of North Dakota It's an interesting town Beautiful in every way and as varied as they come. The rodeo, the oil fields, agriculture, even golf, all kind of roll together at once. On today's Dakota Diners, I'm going to take you with me to Kildeer to a new taco shop called Tacos Garcia. But let me set the scene a little bit. As you come into Kildeer from the south, you hit a roundabout. And one of the first streets to your right, just beyond the roundabout, is a street called Alkali Way. And just down a stretch is Tacos Garcia. It's run by Eddie Garcia and his family. You'll hear my interview with his daughter, Leslie. She also manages the place in just a moment. The menu at Tacos Garcia features gorditas and flautas, burritos, sopes, and of course, And of course, tacos, and they're so delicious. The morning I visited, naturally, I ordered a breakfast burrito, and it came with chorizo and egg and hash brown and a side of beans, and I bought a coconut water to wash it all down. My goodness, it was so delicious. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. Tacos Garcia makes all their food from scratch, and this is totally evident when it comes to their salsa, which is as delicious as A crisp apple, no other way to describe it, with just a tiny bit of heat to guide the way. Let's go now to Tacos Garcia. I'm in Kildare, North Dakota, and I'm sitting across from Leslie Garcia at a great taco shop here, not only in Kildare, but in North Dakota, and it's called Tacos Garcia. Leslie Garcia, welcome to the Great American Folk Show. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Your sisters, Liliana Mm -hmm. and uh, Alandra, am I pronouncing those right? Yes, you did. They also work at Tacos Garcia, so this is truly a family-run operation, Mm -hmm. headed by your father, who has a construction business here in North Dakota. So as you come into Kildare, fairly quickly, when you enter the town, you make a right on Alkali Way, 150 Alkali Way, that's where we're at right now. And you might even be able to hear uh, in the background some drilling and some hammering because the establishment is still being built. But you're open for business nonetheless. And this is kind of a big move for you guys because you've been a taco truck up until very recently. Yep, you can't see the taco truck, but everything here is the truck itself. Okay, so the truck is on the other side of this wall. Yes, the other side of the wall. And what I'm looking at right now is an opening in the wall. So that's where we do all the food, that's where we work and everything. And then this room here was built for the customers, you know. There's not a lot of options here for dining in. Well, the taco truck was, you know, not a lot of, a lot of people here in Kildare offer, you know, tacos or any like Latin food and all that stuff. So we decided why not, along with the tacos, have a little dining in here. And so we built this and 
given the amount of business that we've been getting, the amount of people who come in here, we decided that's when we decided to get bigger. North Dakotans love uh, good Mexican food, and we don't really know what that is mm -hmm. until Tacos Garcia <laughs> pops up. Can you talk about the, the recipes and how it is you came to design your menu? My father and my mother were Guatemalans. They're from Guatemala. But, you know, here um, in the States, it's mostly just, you know, that Mexican food. So aside from us being Guatemalans, we decided to just stay with the whole Mexican food idea. Most of those recipes, honestly, are from his head. And then um, most of the other ones are from my older sister, Liliana. She is an amazing cook. She is great. She creates most of the dishes here with her own seasoning and own ideas as well. And a lot of it comes from her home country, Guatemala. You mentioned that your family's from uh, Guatemala, um, and yet Tacos Garcia is a Mexican restaurant. Yes. Is there a connection between the two cultures uh, in terms of food traditions? Yes, there is. A lot with the, the items in the dishes. But the main difference between both of them is the seasonings. Everything that we put on the plate. So re actually recently, just yesterday, we made a new plate. It was our asada plate and our adobada plate. Normally the Mexican dish of the asada plate is like pico de gallo, the asada, and um, rice and beans. And in Guatemala, which is how we serve our plates right now, it's the asada served over a bed of lettuce with um, boiled potato along with a white rice, uh, refried beans, and then um, our own little sauce, which is called, we, we call it chumico. And so it's, that's kind of most of the differences between the, the cultures. Everything else is in its own sense similar, but it's just the smaller details that are different. Right, and, and how it's uh, served, for example, yes. uh, on a bed of lettuce. Yes, <laughs> yep. It, it all just, um, it, in the eye, it doesn't look normal, but definitely the, the flavors is what brings it all together, and that's what counts. You mentioned a sauce, chunico? Chunico. And what is that? Um, so it is, we grill tomatoes, onions, and then we have garlic on the side with jalapenos. And then we grill all those together and we actually boil the jalapenos and the garlic. Then we get the grilled tomatoes from the grill, fresh off the grill. And then we bring that together into a morcajete. And then we just hand make that salsa. That is a special sauce for the asada which is different than, you know, regular salsas for tacos or burritos. And so that really makes the dish stand out. Let me ask you, what are some of the favorites on the menu? What do people come to get for the most part uh, for the at most Tacos part, Garcia? The burritos. Mm. <laughs> burritos are such a top seller here. Aside from the burritos, most of our menu, I don't want to seem like I'm bloating or anything, but most of the menu is, is always so popular. It's, if it's not the burritos, it's the tacos. If it's not the tacos, it's the quesadillas. If it's not that, it's the tortas. If it's not that, it's the quesadillas. And there's just a lot of items in the menu that just every day changes from whether what they feel like of the day because there's a day where we sold about 300 tacos in about three hours, in a max of three hours <laughs> that we were open, yes. <laughs> wow, wow. 
And if it's not that, we get orders of about 20, 25 burritos. So you're selling that many tacos in the taco truck. You must all really be able to maneuver yeah. perfectly uh, yeah. in the space that you have to work with. Yes. So is the idea then to have the taco truck separate from Tacos Garcia here, that you will have a kitchen here, or would, will it always be? Uh, the taco truck built into the business so as of right now from where we're going um, we will still be having this taco truck here and we're expanding the taco truck to the other side on the back we did build a room right behind the taco truck so another addition and so that would be our new kitchen space and hopefully it will be big enough for you know this dining here that we're building but aside from that hopefully if everything goes well for us we will be developing an actual kitchen brick and mortar type of type of building but as of right now that is the idea sticking with the taco truck well Leslie Garcia, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to visit with me. It's about 9.30 in the morning and you've got a big rush here coming at 10 o'clock. And you know who's going to be first in line? Me. <laughs> I hope so. So thank you so much and I'd love to have you back on the show again. Thank you. Hopefully I will be back. That was Leslie Garcia of Tacos Garcia. If you're looking for a marvelous plate of authentic Mexican food with a touch of Guatemala, you should definitely pay them a visit. The area of Kildeer is also historic in that a battle was fought on nearby grounds, the Kildeer Mountains, once upon a time Indian trading village. On July 28, 1864, led by General Alfred Sully against the Sioux, a battle was initiated by the United States, punishing the Sioux, all Sioux, whether or not they participated in the U.S.-Dakota War of 1862. And it was a quest to establish forts to make safe passage from Dakota Territory to the gold mines of Montana. More details about the Kildeer Mountain Battlefield can be found by visiting the website of the State Historical Society of North Dakota, or you can visit the site. The battlefield is about 20 minutes west of the town of Kildeer. A couple of gravel roads will get you there. The battle site is not that big. It's sectioned off by a fence roughly the size of a school playground. 150 Sioux lost their lives there. And there are only two graves at the site, one for Horatio Austin and one for a sergeant named George Northup. Both of these men were part of the Minnesota Cavalry. In total, five cavalry died. Aside from the two graves and a plaque by the State Historical Society of North Dakota, that's pretty much it. The land all around the Kildeer Mountains battlefield beyond the gates of the battlefield site is privately owned and closed to anyone without permission, so legally you can't just wander off and explore. In the off-distance, flare stacks are visible. Even in the daytime sun, they burn so bright. I counted about three of them, and one gets the sense that 
Great industry is lord out here. Even the sound of its oil machinery carries. It's such a beautiful part of North Dakota, but it's hard to take in that beauty, knowing that a bloody battle was fought right where you stand. What really is one supposed to feel when one visits the Kildare Mountains battlefield? Sorrow for the lives lost and all that was taken and lots of burning questions floating in the wind.